Enhancing Children's Development. This is the first of three podcasts on enhancing children's developmental potential. Early child development, which sets the foundation of life for a person, is a sensitive period in life. It is open to various influences which may weaken it or make it prosper. Still, parents care for and bring up children with little or no information or support. Some parents do ask, is there something else they should be doing to promote their child's development? It is also a good question for the wider society because the loss of children's potential is detrimental to its future. In this series of three podcasts, I will share a range of ideas based on the current scientific understanding about ways of protecting and promoting children's development. Can we really change children's developmental potential? Many people think that some children are born clever and some are not so. And not a lot can be done about it. No, that is not correct. Children's developmental potential is not static or fixed. And given the right circumstances, it can be changed for the better. Yes, we inherit a template of potential from our parents through our genes. But what eventually happens this potential is not fixed. And the outcome of this potential depends not just on the child, but almost everyone around them. We all contribute to making it better or worse through our actions or lack of actions and the environment we create for the child. Parents, teachers and the society are all partners in developing the child's potential. It is also abundantly clear that the community at large stands to gain hugely from preventing the loss of potential of children. Now, the question is, how do we enhance children's potential? To understand the answer to this question, let's first look at an example. When we grow a plant, we do two kinds of things. We protect it from insects, strong wind or sun to reduce the risk of it dying and promote its growth by giving it good soil and water. And the same two approaches we need to take with children's development. First, we need to protect children from harmful influences or risk factors which stop or hinder them from achieving their potential. We can reduce these influences and help children become more able to cope with them. The second approach is about taking actions to promote and enhance their development. In this first podcast, I will discuss risk factors and some practical steps to reduce them. Then in the following two podcasts, I'll talk about promoting children's development and the tools and tips that parents can use. All children face some risk factors which may affect them before birth, at the time of birth and after birth. These factors may have to do with their family, the health or general social environment. In a well-supported family, one odd risk factor may not matter that much, 
But if risk factors accumulate or the family is not supported, there is a real risk of long-term negative impact on the child's health and development. So let's begin at the beginning, the pregnancy. Without any doubt, the time of pregnancy is the most crucial time for the developing brain because that is when it is most sensitive to different types of risk factors. A pregnant mother's poor health, poor nourishment and mental stress have long-term adverse effect on her child. Make sure the mother has a healthy diet, that has a balance of green leafy vegetables, lentils and pulses, milk, fruit and nuts, and for non-vegetarians, eggs, fish and meat. And iodine has been added to the salt. In addition, the pregnant mother should take supplements of folic acid, vitamin D and iron. She must avoid unpasteurized milk, raw eggs, undercooked meat, more than small portions of oily fish and more than about two cups of coffee or tea a day. Alcohol and smoking damage the fetus and must be avoided. A pregnant mother should have regular health checks for identifying and treating diabetes, which is common in pregnancy, and thyroid deficiency, which can have a devastating effect on the child, and both these conditions are treatable. In addition, the family must value her emotional well-being and make efforts for her to be happy and free of stress. Unfortunately, poor care at the time of birth still remains a major cause of disability in children. A competent clinician's care during pregnancy and delivery can prevent many of these risks. We must make sure that a qualified practitioner manages the delivery and the chances for infection are minimized. The infant should receive vitamin K injection soon after birth and a check for any risk for becoming hypoglycemic or lacking in sugar, particularly if the mother has had diabetes during the pregnancy. From birth onwards, two health-related issues are primarily responsible for reducing children's developmental potential, poor nutrition and recurrent infections. Children must have access to clean water and sanitation and receive vaccines to prevent diseases. Worm infestations are common, cause nutritional deficiency and are easy to treat. Any recurrent infection must be treated. A balanced vegetarian diet with lentils, pulses, fruit, yogurt, cheese and milk provides good nourishment. Egg, fish and meat add nourishment to the diet but are not absolutely essential. World Health Organization or WHO recommends a daily intake of vitamin A, D, E and K for the first four years of life. These vitamin supplement drops are relatively cheap and readily available. In addition, an oral iron supplement should be given if there is a risk of iron deficiency. Children who grow up in the middle of family discord 
often do not reach their potential and may suffer from mental health problems. A loving relationship with adults in the family is a major protective factor for children's development. Children need love and affection like plants need water and sunlight. And here, I don't mean love or affection as a noun. I mean it as a verb. It is not something that is just kept or felt in the heart. Instead, it must be expressed and felt in day-to-day interactions with the child. Children who do well in life have at least had one adult who relates with them with unconditional warmth and affection. Taking measures to reduce risk factors is crucial for protecting children's health and development. It has been proven right in different parts of the world. However, it needs effort by parents and society to value the potential in children and become co-creators of that potential. The two main factors that promote children's development are sensitive, responsive parenting and a stimulating environment. We will discuss these two including some methods, tools and tips that parents can use to promote children's development in the next two podcasts. This whole series and the full text of these podcasts is on the website www.enablenet.info. Stay healthy and take care. My best wishes are with you and thank you for listening. Thank you.